This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Idol episode one, Pop-Tarts and Rat Tales is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. My name is Grace, but of course, I'm not alone. Someone I had to renegotiate my sensitivity rider to make sure he could be here. It's Ariel. Ariel, how are you doing? I'm so glad you did that, Grace. That's so generous of you. Well, we were going to uh, record like 48 hours ago, but I had to <laughs> We had to stop because we had to get a time. I did get locked in the bathroom temporarily, but that's oh, man. all it did. Yeah, we're chatting about the Idol episode one. Obviously, a show that has a lot of negative buzz uh, around it. I know we were conflicted about whether or not we were going to be covering it. Um, make sure you're subscribed. We'll potentially still be covering it. Postrecaps.com slash Euphoria is the feed in which you can be subscribed. Ariel, what did you make of episode one? Yeah, like you said, there was, and like as we talked about in our preview episode there's just a lot of noise uh even before going in the episode that you kind of have to wade through yeah and then so, and you know, also a lot comes... of tweets on twitter about um <laughs> jenny mostly this yes. person i don't uh-huh. i didn't know who was just blowing up on twitter last night yeah. there you go 
So I was like, all right, well, let's well, let's finally see this thing after all this anticipation. And yeah. um, you know, I thought it was fine. I was I was happy to see a lot of faces that I like and appreciate, you know, cast-wise. We got a little bit into that in our other episode, and just like people mm -hmm. I'm always happy to see, and a lot of comedians. I thought the once we get into the meat of it, I'm a little bit just honestly less interested. I think the Jocelyn character is kind of fascinating. We don't really know much about her, but once we got into the the Tedro stuff, or as I will be calling him, Ted Ross. Ted uh, Ross. Ted I, Ross Rattail. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, Ted Ross Rattail. I I genuinely it I'm I'm just not as interested. There's something just not to my mind, there has to be something compelling, a reason for someone like her to be interested in someone like him. And I just, I honestly didn't really feel that much of it. I'm not sure how you felt. I have a question. I don't know. Do you want to talk about this? Or I did just learn that Taylor Swift and Matt Healy broke up. Do we want to, which do we want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's <laughs> more important? I'm just kidding. Um, okay. I feel the same as you. I think that there were definitely lines in the episode and things that happened in the episode that made me feel like I get the reaction that people had. Uh, specifically, I'm talking about some of the stuff about it being torture porn and some of this stuff of like, there's a few lines in here. There's one, um, why mental health is actually sexy. There's a whole thing there. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, when our favorite Rachel Snow's character, Leah, is like, I don't know. I think he kind of has a rapey vibe. And then Jocelyn's like, yeah, I think that's what I like about him. I'm like, I, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But so, so it has, it has those elements that I'm like, oof, I, I don't know that that's good. I, the first one, and actually both of them, I can see where there is an interesting story here mm -hmm. we you know and i'll do I, I could let me do a little bit of a quick plot recap let me let, let's yeah. do that and then i'll dive so jocelyn played by lily rose depp is filming a photo shoot rehearsing her dance routine and being profiled for vanity fair basically all at the same time one year after her mother has died and she has had a nervous breakdown that resulted in uh, shows being canceled and all the bad stuff according to her team although her team is, seems to be handling it well but that day a lewd selfie is leaked online and her rather large team of people managing all aspects of her life which includes her assistant rachel snow uh troy savan her manager hank azaria dan levy uh, a pr guy i think jane adams i don't know what her job is and eli roth who is from live nation all tried to basically troubleshoot a response and they do talk about this is revenge porn and we should frame it that way um yes jocelyn a little bit like over everything that's happening that day, decides to go to a nightclub with one of her backup dancers, Diane, played by Jenny Ruby Jane, who I will say you cannot search for the idol last night without being bombarded by hashtag Jenny tweets. It, uh -huh. I think she's I think she's the most famous person to ever be on a show that I did I didn't know. So this is wild. <laughs> now and there you know. she, she's now the I real know. idol. I know. And where she meets Tedros, played by The Weeknd. And her assistant Leah thinks, ah, he gives off rapey vibes, but she says maybe that's what I like about him and invites him over to the house. She does make him wait downstairs where he has some drinks, does cocaine, as he does, and then she comes down. She plays her new song, which she thinks might be bad and that nobody's telling her that it's bad. Mm -hmm. And he says, I actually think it's good, but if you're the song, which is um, world-class sinner, talks about her being a freak. He says, I think you need to be a bit more of a freak. You need to own it. 
and he initiates some BDSM foreplay, essentially, is where we like leave off episode one. Yeah. And the last words, now you can sing. Now you can sing. So there is stuff I think that's interesting. I feel like the first like 30 minutes of the show, nothing really happens, but I mm-hmm. was more intrigued. I think that's the idea that like she has all of these people, like she does not live a normal life. There's a scene where she's yeah. like sitting on the grass. She's also smoking a million. We'll talk about her smoking because this is the yeah. whole thing. Right? <laughs> you know, you know I have opinions, Grace. About. Yeah. She's sitting on the grass and they're all like looking over and being like, see, she's not crazy. And they're all like waving at her like she's the child. Mm-hmm. Like there is something to this idea. It was not where I thought we were going to start the show. I thought that mm-hmm. I definitely thought that we were starting from more of a place of like maybe she's like she has been found and discovered and she is much more of a like, you know, Dorothy, you know, entering the Wizard of Oz than seemingly it's like, no, this is a woman who is like recovering already she's a huge mega superstar and is like recovering from that and i actually did think the idea of like her having been through that and then recovering and being at this point was actually maybe interesting and compelling the whole photo leak i thought was like an you know no you know nobody else gets you know if like a photo gets you're not the world one of the world's most famous women so like nobody you know your photo gets leaked it is revenge porn she also keeps saying like it could be worse and only hank azaria is like (laughs) i don't see how it could be worse Uh um all of that stuff i thought was like interesting and compelling and like yeah you kind of expect that like and that you know where is she gonna go she feels like boxed in right just unfortunately the 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 major criticism i've seen from episode one mostly is that the weekend is maybe not very good <laughs> uh he's maybe not uh, the most compelling performer we've seen on television yeah i i think that part will we will i've already said a little bit of we both yeah. have and and we'll get yeah. back to that but i do agree with you and want to get into a little bit of this almost like aaron sorkian organizational plot that they have at the beginning that you've described yeah. of all yeah. the different people and how they talk yeah. to each other and there's all this shorthand and it's, it's basically two halves it's like it's, it's like her and her crew and then and then it's like tedros and and josh yes yeah yeah for sure for sure and luckily to your point we got the what seems to be the collective uh communal experience of the more interesting half at the, at the beginning of it um that stuff all works like again i said when you have actors that are just super competent and that you you know that you can rely on whether it's like you creating the show or us the audience kind of uh absorbing the reality and believing that these people would have those jobs it's super entertaining there's an energy there there's like an electricity they're flowing between these people and it's super funny and we did get a little bit of a detail of uh her character joss's character had I don't know that they mentioned the time, if you remember, Grace, but for me, it it was just like vaguely her mother had passed recently-ish. There's a, we get a a couple of mentions of her sick mother. A year ago. Oh, a year. Okay, She passed a year ago. Had recently passed. And, you know, so there's like a compelling element there to her emotions. And there's the thing at the very beginning, which I thought was one of the examples of the show kind of showing and not telling perhaps of like okay be the the photographer's telling her to like make different faces right and he's like okay now be vulnerable and she gets vulnerable yeah. and then get emotional but then she like can't stop crying i was like yeah. Ooh, she's tapping into something real but like <laughs> i the only part i didn't like from the first basically half hour is i didn't like the i made a joke about it but the sensitivity rider stuff i really yeah. didn't i really didn't like it i think that it actually 
this is where I think that the show might be being there, there's like the world where it's problematic because mm -hmm. I get it. I get he so essentially the scene is that her boot her nipple is showing her areola as they say and um and she says it's fine you can continue and the sensitivity guy says that's not what we signed off off in the rider and if we right. want to change it we can that there the rule is it has to be 48 hours because it cannot feel like jocelyn is being pressured and essentially like i do get that in the scene jocelyn is saying like it's fine it is my body it is my choice it is fine for them to film me and then Basically, like Troy Savon, I don't know his character, and Hank Hank Azaria are both mm, being like, Hank <laughs> just doing another voice, huh? Hank Azaria, yeah. Weird... <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a Simpsons character. <laughs> um, he comes in and he's like, "You fool, you idiot!" She is saying, "It's fine. We're gonna like fire. I'm gonna lock you in a bathroom. Mm -hmm. Whatever." For a I thousand dollars. I don't. I don't love it. I get. I can see where you can like squint and be like it's a feminist reading because she's like my body, my choice, mm -hmm. which I think it's, but I, I feel like to like basically S on sensitivity they, yeah. and maybe it's like, I don't know. This is a relatively new thing in Hollywood. And I know that like some people, there's like, there's a bit of a backlash to it and people feel like, Oh, it doesn't create as like intimate scenes, but like the safety of the performer is paramount. So whatever. And like, I guess he's trying to comment. I mean, Sam Levinson on like how, like, monotonous and like it, 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 you know is this guy showing sensitivity or, or like you know care in a way that isn't actually speaking to the to what jocelyn is saying? like he's actually ignoring the person right. i don't know is it, even, I, is it yeah. even helpful no i i agree with you and i think this, i don't like it yeah. the show is trying to have that conversation and there is a more interesting and frankly more useful version of that where it's like when you try to change the system in this way that is fundamentally good, you're still running up against like the bureaucracy and the the parameters of the system itself, right? So like that part of it to me is interesting. Like, yeah, unfortunately in this case, she has, she's choosing to do it, but it's not that simple because it's like a whole empire. So like the ship has to be steered in a certain direction under certain hours, all that stuff. But that it, but the show treats it just more as like you're saying, it's kind of a hindrance to creativity and like we should just let that kind of stuff flow and you know you're you're harshing my vibe man like that's i mean yeah like. i i read a review this morning that said like is this show a commentary on women being sexualized and churned out of hollywood or is it just is it just also doing that uh, like right. right is it right or a commentary on like how guys feel about that thing happening or the thing changing right you know right so i feel like you know i'm th the the sensitivity rider piece i and it was like very early on in the episode i was mm -hmm. like oh i don't like this and, and it was the closest i think i got in the episode to feeling like this this conversation that people are having of like should we be boycotting this should we not be watching this and you know we you know i'm not opposed to watching things i think are problematic and i think that like if you're watching this and not sure why you're feeling like I don't like it. Like hopefully this conversation um, helps. And, and if you decide to stop watching it, that's a choice that I um, encourage you to make if you, if you right. don't want to watch the show, <laughs> but, but for, I know it's, it's the thing from like the first 30 minutes where I think that there is something interesting there. It is maybe just more like it's a story that has been done before, I guess of like, like the, 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 the woman being like, churned through hollywood in this case the music industry um 
and being like spit out and like her reaction to to that and that's maybe why they want to move in this direction and i mean it's not like you know if the idea is um is it nexium we talked about is that the name of the mm, yeah yeah um, the, the cult the problematic cult with uh, rainier and all that stuff yeah so like why do people in power gravitate towards that kind of stuff i mean you see in the in the episode like when she comes home that first night she is like choking herself to like get get up and she's like she does not bring tedros back home and so clearly she's already into some like and i don't you know i'm not like um that to me is for people to make their own choice yeah no one in the king shame so it's like that is her choice and then she finds tedros Um, we just don't know that much about tedros in the first episode other than that he comes off incredibly creepy when he arrives uh and and just like rachel said uh being asked if can you film reaction shots of being creeped out by this guy as he hangs out in the living room great no notes it's no great. notes on Rachel's it's great content. <laughs> yeah. um yeah this the the stuff about you know and and i get the, again the show is trying to say you know she's spending all this time at the beginning of the episode during the photo shoot being like my body my choice right mm-hmm. and then here it's like she can she only really has the ability to wield that power when she's by herself like you said when she's sitting outside she has to wave at all those people and there's this very performative aspect on both sides of it that that you could see for her could get very tiring and very artificial and not real and then she craves something that feels real and how you sometimes go to dark places to find that kind of stuff like all that tracks but like you know to your point we've seen versions of this before and then they're being like super flippant with some of the quote-unquote what you could call important stuff and then making comments on that with like the sensitivity coordinator um but it's it's not boring i just i couldn't find i couldn't help but find myself by the end of the episode being like okay is this is this a little bit of a case of uh, and to be clear we've only seen the first episode we haven't seen any screeners we don't know like how and the people big, who got up down this goes the people who got to watch these episodes early got the first two episodes yes, two episodes. so you know we shall see i know that somebody um uh i, I want to get his name right but i think from the hollywood reporter talked about like it's actually much more like tame than i think people want. it's like a much more straightforward story yes. at least from two episodes than people want to maybe say but that's and that was kind of my reaction of what i was like thinking and to be clear you know just because something may or may not be tame and appropriate whatever for me doesn't mean that applies to everyone but Mm -hmm. that thing of like wait did they luck out in that people are making such a big deal out of it because in reality there is it's a little bit more maybe smoke and mirrors than we were given than these people were giving it credit for and in the end it's going to be less of a question of is it is it too inappropriate or too out there versus too tame or, or out there and it's actually a little bit more of a question or a little bit more of like there's not much there and they kind of got lucky that people thought there would be i don't know it's it's a fascinating there's so much meta commentary to this between everything that came up before and then also like the famous people who are playing these roles so it, it feels a lot like they're trying to make commentaries on the industry and in in even making the show they're kind of creating a a a bigger wave than they would than like maybe the show deserves i don't know we'll see we'll have to so see. 
the other piece in the first like 30 minutes that I really didn't like was the the where on her photo shoot she has a hospital um band on. Yes. Um the implication being that she didn't come from the hospital that they this is a prop piece that gets put on um her wrist. And Troy Savon, his character, let me get the name, is Xander. He is the he is uh, Jocelyn's creative director. And he's talking with um, uh, Jane Adams, who plays uh, Nikki Katz, who's a record label executive, as well as um, uh, Haim, uh, Jocelyn's co-manager, played by Hank Seria. And Xander says, should we not be doing this? Should we not? Be, we should probably not be like glorifying mental health. Mm -hmm. And Nikki Katz says, no, mental health is sexy. And then she gives this reason as to... You know, if you live in like I can't remember the name of the place, so I'm just gonna pull a random American state out of the out of my butt. If you I live in like this. rural Ohio, I love this. Nobody, there's not a jo Jocelyn didn't go to high school with you. Jocelyn doesn't work at the bar. Jocelyn does not exist uh, in in your world. And the and this type of people, they like move to Hollywood or wherever, and they become big stars, and they would never f you unless. They had a mental illness and then they might. And that's why mental health is sexy. So I want to preface this, but we're bringing this up that I know that, that that's supposed to be like, like they do have Troy Savant standing there as Xander being like, we shouldn't do, we shouldn't do this. And he's mm -hmm. like, I don't even know. And then Heim's like, maybe she's right. I don't know. Who knows in his, whatever accent he does. And then, <laughs> and so like, I get that she's also like, part of the first half hour is like her life is so controlled by people. And there's this image of like what Jocelyn is supposed to be um, rather than who she gets to be. Like, I totally understand that. I mm -hmm. get that. And I get, I get the sense that like Nikki, this record label executive is not one of the people who potentially has her best interest in mind. There's a, a moment when Talia, Talia is the other person who's there who I feel like is very much being framed as like, has at least some sort of moral compass. Tell you okay, is the yeah. Vanity Fair interviewer. They're on the ledge and they say like, "Oh, it's I'm so glad um, the the tickets got. Why is the why did the tickets the the shows got canceled at the beginning? Yeah, some... there was a there's something. It seems to be like she had some kind of emotional breakdown, which caused like ticket caused shows to get canceled and they refunded yeah. the tickets. But now that the single now it's back on right. and the single's coming out, so they're trying to mount like this really big comebacking thing. Yeah. Um. Yes. So. And, I, and she's like, oh, but the tickets are back on sale. They're like, yeah, yeah, we're good. We're all good to go. Like, we're all fine. Like, only been a year since her mom. Did. You know, like, what? so it's like, I do feel like she is definitely, Nikki is one of the people who I think is you're supposed to view as the most, like, has Hollywood's best interest versus and the music industry's best interest rather than Jocelyn's best interest. I think like she's even right. the one who's like being like, look, she doesn't look mentally ill and is like making her wave, you know, for, yeah. um, for the, for the live nation guy. But they kind of end that note on like mental health is pretty sexy, huh? And you're like, oh, I don't look. I, I don't know. Maybe take off the medical bit. Maybe take off the hospital bit. You know, I don't know. It's just another example of they're trying. It seems like they're trying to tap into like this edgy conversation or commenting on this thing that's very now and being like, really, it's about this. And the point is nowhere near as profound as the character thinks it is. And I am like, okay, that's to your point. Is it 
is it irresponsible? Something like this in this very specific thing that they're talking about, it does feel a little because it's not profound, because it's not inherently cool, because it's not like, wow, that's an interesting way of thinking about it. That's new. Yeah, I don't think it's her point cynical. is right. It's just cynical. Yeah, it just comes off as like, all right, well, that's dumb and I don't really believe it. Nikki reminded the Jane Addams character. Nikki reminded me a lot of Princess Carolyn from the Bojack oh, universe. Yes, yes. And I love Princess Carolyn as a person because I got to know her as a as as a character, as a cartoon. Character. You met Whatever. Princess no Carolyn, less, no less important to me. Yeah. Uh, but like her mo her personal motivations outside of her corporate ones. But I know how dark that side of the business can be. And to your point, I was picking up a lot on Nick. Is just like she's just a shill. She's like a mouthpiece for this greater, you know, machine and. I know not to trust her. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just like, I don't think I necessarily agree with the like premise that like it's e even from someone who's saying it, who like she's wrong, but I feel like she needs to be wrong in a way that's right. If this makes, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yes. Or interesting. They, yeah, exactly. Provocative, whatever. They name drop Brittany in this episode, right? Mm -hmm. Of like Brittany. And I do think that like there is something about that. Like I could see where you could pitch the like, serialized hbo version of like what britney went through right of like and yeah. and there's a but i don't think you know i feel like we're in a moment now where people really you know come to like people i think probably regret the way that britney spears was treated mm -hmm. in in the media because i think it was really damaging and it, and so i don't think that like you know people didn't look at britney spears at the time and be like that makes her very sexy. Uh, it was like, she was like demeaned and degraded. Right. And, and that's like, I think a lot of like to do with like our mis misogynistic society. Mm -hmm. and I think to the, I think the thing that would be more is to tap into like, but now there is like, um, uh, you know, there, people are more aware about mental health and mental health uh, things that people go through. Mm -hmm. I saw a great TikTok that did was like, and this is like not completely the same, but like Billie Eilish um, has Tourette's and, mm -hmm. and like did had a, had a Twitch or like, um, like reacted in the moment. And it was with David Letterman. And he's like, Oh, what was like, is there some, are you okay? And then she talked about like, most people like laugh at me because they think I'm trying to be funny or something. Anyway. So she's like talking openly about mm -hmm. this condition that she has. And I just, I think that like, to me, that is the more like that is the way in which mental health like I could and there could be something to like, can you actually like abuse that? Can you can you in a world where like women are like no matter how successful you are, you get like you can be demonized and, and mm -hmm. vilified yeah. because you're a woman because um, our society is uh, patriarchal and misogynistic. And so people like women and can you like is there like a duplicitous way to like use mental health? to like almost like shield valid crit or something like that. I just felt like there is something there to like pop singers and mental illness. This mm -hmm. is not it to me. This is like that, that it's like sexy. I'm like, I, I don't even get the, like the argument that she, this character is making. Yeah. But again, that character is not supposed to be, it feels like maybe not the most like supposed to rational have, like, and supportive uh, of John. Of on the actual pulse. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, I, I do know. think, yeah, they're trying to say, wow, that's so edgy right now, which feels like very just on the nose because we're supposed to say, ah, not yes, that's true. And question mark. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we'll we'll have to see. I mean, I don't, I don't get the sense that Nikki, while I love Jane Addams as an actress, I don't know how important Nikki is going to be. But um 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I did... You talked about earlier that first... I did love it. I did. I thought it was shot beautifully. I thought the episode was, was actually the whole thing was shot beautifully and really well done. But there was something really fun about like all these people who manage different aspects of her life and like, you know, whatever, all trying to like figure out this like this this sort of like brewing scandal that might be yeah, coming scheme, between like yeah, I thought Dan scandal. Levy was was really funny and Nikki uh Nikki says this funny line of like, okay, so by tomorrow morning I want like feminist hero jocelyn on the front page of the newspaper or whatever on twitter like <laughs> trending on twitter and dan right. is like uh dan who plays benjamin her publicist is like well i'm just gonna go with like victim for now victim we'll for see now. where <laughs> that gets us i thought he was really funny um uh divine joy randolph is playing destiny uh the co-manager who just has this like complete seriousness to it that's very funny it's very um, funny yeah very dry yeah. uh carrying up talia coming in and being like weird day huh they're like yeah but we'll do the yeah we'll do an interview today like the whole yeah, thing i did love i did yeah. love when talia was like wow so nobody told her did they like about the, about the picture <laughs> like so she picks funny. up on that pretty pretty fat pretty quickly yeah i thought uh rachel snow playing um leah 
was maybe this the highlight of the episode for i thought actually i thought i thought lose rose depp was very good i thought lose rose depp was very good i thought um leah being cast as best friend who's clearly been hired to be a manager and uh-huh. is now like you know when she's walking around the club carrying the coats being like where are you where are you and joss, like, uh, joss. <laughs> um and like when joss asked her like is my is my new single good she's like of course and she's like uh, this is what you do. And she's like, but this is nothing like I've ever done before. And she's like, well, yeah, that too. Like, just like trying to be supportive no matter what, even though they're uh-huh. friends when she should be the person being honest, but she might also genuinely like it. You know, it's like, I thought she was very funny and very good as like, as, and very, but she is honest. She's like, that guy gives off like weird vibes. Weird yeah. vibes. We love uh, Rachel Snow, you and I, you know, uh-huh. we got to talk about bodies, bodies, bodies and push recaps theater and, you know she was amazing in Shiva Baby, and it's so. I'm, I'm very happy for her. Period, just to be in this and have such a great, important role. Frankly, as far as keeping my interest, also selfishly, yeah. yeah. But she's hilarious, and we've seen her be so good and everything else. And I think her brand of very honest, awkward, specific human interaction is just very well defined and she's so good at it and they lean on her very heavily here to do it and it's it's wonderful and she provides levity and like watching him watching her yes go through the club is very funny and they get distracted and wonder watching uh ted ross ted ross walk through the walk through the door to the mansion was bizarre like he doesn't have a car i think it's supposed to be um, I don't know what word to put on it. Like, oh, he's so fascinating because he shows up not with a car, but what review calling him cave. Dracula? It's like he just I, showed that's up. Hilarious because I said Dracula to myself. Yeah, it, the gate but, opens and he's just there, no car, no nothing. I mean, he probably I mean, but Ubered, even, but now yeah. I remember even before that when he appears at the club and he gets on the mic, what accent is he doing, Grace? Like, I, he it um, felt to me like. Jared Leto was like coming out and there was like some kind of weird accent game, but I know that's not Jared Leto, but it kind of sounded like Jared Leto doing a bad Italian accent in House of Gucci. I'm not, I'm not really sure what he's going for. I loved it when he was like a little bit like that Jocelyn. She's a little firecracker. It's a real firecracker. I, I really, I have questions. I have questions. I don't know, Grace. I was really uh, concerned just when I heard him speak because I'm like, okay, she's supposed to be interested in this guy. Yeah, I mean, I thank God that they all comment on the rat tail as well because I could not have gone the whole show with like nobody being somebody like, everyone, to talk about it. Yeah, yeah you got to talk about the rat tail. And the episode title is Pop Tarts and Rat Tail. Where's Pop-Tarts the pop? Tar- is it pop? She's a pop tart. Is that the name? No, it had to do with the um the picture, the glaze involved in the picture that she took. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I did chuckle when you said the title at the beginning of the episode because I put two and two together now that I watched it. Right. And I was like, oh, right. right. So that's that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it is, a, it's a little bit of a tough sell of like, she's like intrigued by him. I mean, again, at least they're like, uh, you know, I hate the line, but at least they're like being like, no, he's weird. And that's what's like driving her. I, the other piece is like, I, I know he, he's a creator of this show right let me let me see yeah and he's he's even a writer on this on this particular episode at least according to the end credits all the stuff where he's like 
you have the best job in the world. And I was like, him yeah. not be like him not playing a muse a music <laughs> like a singer uh-huh. is also I'm finding it very weird and odd. And like, but it, it's in the music adjacent world. So like, yes, he's he's like there. But him being like, yeah, all of the stuff where he's like, but you like, you know, him giving her advice, but he's not from the music industry. I don't know. It's yeah, just like it's this like, whole is thing. This I don't know. The weekend himself. Like it's hard. And to my point, and yeah. you and I have been talking about this a lot, is just the different layers of it. And you can't your brain can't help but do that math of like, okay, is this like bleeding in a little bit? If he if he wrote some of this episode, is this him like making a comment about pop stars and they're how you know how lucky he feels to have that job and but again this character she's supposed to be scintillated i'm not sure by him and then they talk like they're behind it's one thing when he gets on the microphone it's like oh my god is that jocelyn and whatever there's like a very again performative aspect to it right but then they have their private moment in the back somewhere wherever it's his club they're catacombs whatever behind mm-hmm. the kitchen it seems where uh where her assistant comes looking for her they're just talking and i'm like i'm not charmed i'm not charmed by this person at all and why why is she she's someone who is just and maybe she sees truth grace right like she's looking for truth we talk in the beginning so much she's waving yeah. it's all fake and now she's like this guy this guy's gonna reveal the real me to myself well i guess i guess the thing is that, that like they are trying to create an image for her. And she's saying like, when they listen to the song, everybody loves the song. Everybody. It's great. It's the best song ever. Really excited about it. And she's not sure about the song. And so it's talking about how she's a, but she also thinks just the lyrics are a bit like fall, like you're saying like fake. And it seems like what he, like, I don't, this didn't really feel like it came up until the very end, but in terms of like, I guess he does say this thing of like, pop music is the best because you can say whatever you want and people will hear it. Right. He says this thing of like, you can say, which like leads me to believe that he's going to be like, you need to be more yourself. And then also at the same time, he's also going to be trying to shape who she is. If he's like a cult leader, essentially. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, it feels like there's something there. And it also feels like this episode was basically like two different, things all wrapped into one does look like next week it looks like a lot of the tedro stuff will come to impact um uh the the stuff that we saw in part one specifically um the song that she may or may not want to release so it looks like it will be intertwined a bit more and they're all going to be skeptical of tedros but he will have some sway over her so that seems to be where we're going um there is a thing at the beginning i don't know about how you feel about this but they're talking about who you know what vibe she gives off and one of the people mm-hmm. that uh the vibes is is it Sh- sharon tate sharon tate? oh god yes and i love it was it is it con- is it i think it's time hank azari was like god forbid god forbid <laughs> so if people don't know sharon tate was married to roman polanski um but uh that's not really actually where things were written she got yeah, murdered by the manson cult <laughs> um I mean, yeah, so uh, her and four others were at their house and the Manson cult came. Uh, this is a heavily like s- like spoofed, recreated, redone in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, so 
are they telling us that Jocelyn's going to die? Are they saying Jocelyn's well, dead by the end I mean, of the show? I mean, it's only six episodes, so yeah, you they don't have a lot of runway to play around with this kind of like stuff of clues. So it's definitely on the table. I don't know that this is that show, but we can't we can't discount it, right? Because we don't know. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing there is that like she marries this guy who like the, the thing like is not their relationship seem like who whatever, but like her the tragedy of her life is not about Roman Polanski, who is an awful individual. The tragedy of life is that a cult comes it's to her house and attacks her. But she was not part of the cult. She just lived in an area where, like, the Mansons decided to go and attack rich, wealthy yeah. people. It was just so at proximity. the wrong place for a long time because she met him. Yeah, to your point. So I'm just so, wondering how much this, like, tells us about where the show might be might be going. So it's just very, uh, very interesting. Yeah. Anyway. I'm worried. I'm worried about him. I'm worried about... Will she ever see him in the daylight? Does he turn into a bat when the sun comes out? She's never seen him in the daylight. I think the like, okay, so here's okay, so here's something actually that I don't something real that I have to say that's not a joke. Mm-hmm, <laughs> when mm-hmm. he's in the bathroom, I thought there was something interesting or frankly again wannabe interesting mm-hmm. about him being in the bathroom. He's so at this point he's in the house meeting Jocelyn, but he's waiting for her, right? She's taking She's lounging. She's lounging with her heels, whatever. Uh-huh. She's looking way better than him with his rat tail, unfortunately. Uh-huh. And he's like practicing what he will say to her, like, uh, yeah. hello, angel. Hello, angel. Himself in the mirror. Hi, like, there was something very interesting to me about some a figure like this who's supposed to be, I don't know, charming in some way, uh, you know, intoxicating, whatever practicing his his spiel like i thought there was something vulnerable or interesting in him being not completely uh confident in this situation Mm -hmm. but still being able to fake it so like putting again putting a some emotional depth to this person but i don't like it didn't work beyond the gimmick because i didn't really feel it if that makes sense so i think like the show is wanting to present a thing and i'm like i'm not it's no i'm not Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i want to i want to like it's so well shot to your point it's so the look of it the feel of it it feels so already completely lived in and it's a whole universe that i'm interested to see more of but this part of it is not working I think the thing about him doing the, I think the takeaway we're supposed to feel is that he's, he's fake and he's, he's just as much potentially wanting to be in control of her life as, as the rest of the the people that he's going to turn, he's going to turn them all against. But I do think there's like also a reading where you can say that, um, it, it is, um, like this is a thing people do is like, like, what am I going to say? You know, like what, you know, the like nerve, you know, and it's breaking the veneer, of his confidence and that I think there could be a read in the that we see that like, even if he's this like cult leader with like, you know, he's the most alluring person ever or whatever, you know, a lot of people are not feeling that right. Like Mm -hmm. Leah's are basically our best avatar for like, no, this guy is weird actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of like, I think probably like, like, you know, Manson's weird guy, very weird. Uh, and yet convinced people True. to do what he wanted. Right. So, um, yeah. The know. most powerful rat tail in, in HBO history, perhaps wow. <laughs> I couldn't say cinematic history because I'm sure there are people I'm not thinking about, but yeah, perhaps, yeah. H- perhaps HBO history. Yeah. So I, I think that for me, I found that like, 
Yeah, it was like it's like you know it's fine. Um, I thought mm-hmm. that there was like a few things that I thought I didn't like at all. I I don't agree. I I basically fundamentally disagree with some of the things Sam Levinson is saying, which makes me worried about the things that he is not telling to try to create a season of television. Right? right. Like what is what is uh, Tedros's like? You know, what is he trying to do here? What is he ultimately trying to accomplish? What are they saying about? um jocelyn and like young up and coming like pop stars like what are they actually trying to to say about them because i i yeah again like the mental illness is sexy uh this locking up the sensitivity rider and then her being like yeah i kind of like the rapey vibe all stuff that i'm like i don't know that feel, this feels like maybe it's not good i don't know yeah um, but it wasn't as bad old. it wasn't as like Oh, oh man, I, we should not like. We, I should not be watching this. Is is how I was feeling. But, yeah, and again, that's yeah. so far. That is, you know, fifty five ish minutes of yeah. of TV. But I, you know, I mostly agree with all that. And it's in some ways, it's like, are we, you know, are we contributing to the rubbernecking machine by like now adding more voices to this? Yeah, you know, uh, to this conversation, but also you know, HBO put this thing out and we should talk about it, even if it's to say maybe not this part. And you don't it, have to watch maybe it. less of certain things. We're going to watch it, but you don't have to watch it. Can I That's say, true. We did, I know this was confirmed pre the idol coming out that the idol and euphoria are set in the same universe. But did you happen to catch our euphoria cameo this episode, Ariel? I did not. And I didn't know that was conf- confirmed. So this is a fascinating, yeah. like, development for me personally who did we get the one and only maddie perez was in the club uh is friends wow. with uh uh diane uh friends with the backup dancer um who that, uh she goes and she hugs her and they are having shots together that makes yeah. a lot of sense actually because maddie probably gets a lot of her dance moves that we've only seen her like yeah. use like once or twice from yeah. her I like it. I mean, yeah. perhaps they'll bring more Euphoria characters into it, and I might be slightly more interested. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if this means that it's like, is this post Euphoria? Like, uh, Maddie's going to the Maddie's supposed to be a teen, right? So oh going to and the club. Are we though. gonna get? Are like the shows gonna exist going forward in a way that is more a little bit more like Avengers side quest? Like, we may see somebody from this show show up on like the last season of Euphoria or the next season of Euphoria whenever we get that, if it's the last season. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Maybe knows? Hank Azaria doing a different voice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Do we think Daniel's still in the bathroom? Last thing. That guy's still in the bathroom. Yeah, that guy's still in the bathroom. The poor sensitivity rider. Or lousy five yeah. Gs, like taking uh, away someone's like literal human. I don't know. Right. I mean, I think it's called like kidnapping. I don't know what to call when you like. <laughs> I don't know uh, what it, what it is in Canada. You contain but... somebody in a room. Like, what is that? That's that's a crime in itself. It right? feels like armed robbery, but I can't be sure. Yeah. Well, I think that that's our recap of The Idol. We'll be back next week with episode two. Any predictions for episode two? You got any? I think I watched the preview, so I I maybe. Oh, I haven't even seen the preview, but I don't know if we'll get any more of the Little Red Riding Hood uh, subplot that seems to be going on between him, between Abel. No, it's sorry. I mean, when he covers her head with the Red Hood at the end. Yeah. I was like, this is bizarre. This is like, is this a sequel to Eyes Wide Shut? Um, I don't know. Any predictions? I I have to believe we'll learn more about Tedros or Ted Ross, as I will call him, because I think Ted he's Ross. less compelling than Tedros. 
but I am hesitant to want to lean into learning more about him. I don't know. What do you think is yeah. going to happen? Well, I saw the preview. I do know that uh, she's going to rework. She's going to change. She's going to re-record the song and present Ooh. it to her team, who may or may not like it. Now that she they has may... her voice, thanks to Tedros, she's a freak. She's a why freak doesn't she elite. just release Bryce Isaiah's "I'm a Freak"? She could just do that. <laughs> it's Bryce Isaiah's "I'm a Freak" featuring Joss Lillin. Yeah, Joss Lillin. Joss she could have like a little Chillin Wiggler. Joss she could just have a cameo. No. She doesn't need to be the star. No, I don't know. All right, well, we'll see. I thought I thought uh, some of the performance was really fun here, and I thought Lily yeah. Rose Depp was actually really good. So I love a fake song. I was talking to my friend. I love a fake yeah. song within a universe, whether right. it's good or bad. It's just fascinating to me because someone actually had to create that. So you know, it goes add it to the list of many wonderful ish pop, crappy pop songs of uh, of fake TV and and uh, movies. And it's very related to be a world class sinner. I mean, there's a lot of people who I would say there's a lot of people who would say I'm a world. Who doesn't want sinner. that? <laughs> who doesn't who agree with that about Ukraine? <laughs> there's a lot of transphobes who would say you are a world class sinner. Oh God. Yeah. All right. Well, Ariel. In the meantime, until we return next week, what else do you got going on? Wow. I have so much going on that luckily does not involve Tedros. I am covering Dark with you and DM Philly as we get through the third and final season of that wonderful Netflix show that we love so much. Yeah. Covering movies with you, as usual, Push Recaps Theater. We'll be talking about Spider-Verse this week, so look out for that pod. And uh, covering Grey's Anatomy with Chappelle every month, our uh season finale pod will be up soon so look out for that so fun um we are not done talking about succession even though it ended last week i'm doing the battle royale with jess and amanda i actually thought our first episode was very fun it's not just a clever title we came up with we actually came up with a very fun concept and then we're doing episode rankings as well which you can check out on the feed yeah, I think you covered everything else I'm doing. So uh, with that, I'm on Twitter at High From Grace, and we'll be back next week with another recap of The Idol. Until then, bye-bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.